Hello, Utility World. Kurt Moreland, Associate Publisher of Incident Prevention and Utility Fleet Professional, welcoming you to our first of many podcasts. Our goal here is to spotlight unique and innovative utility safety products and services because we want you to be safe out there. You know, it snowed eight inches in Chicago the other day, and we're expecting another snowfall this weekend. So we thought it would be a good idea to talk about winter driving. And I'm not talking about just putting snow tires on your vehicle. I'm talking about the big boys, the all-terrain vehicles, the ones with tracks, because we do have some lone workers out there who do have to get out into those remote spots. So let's bring in our guest, Ty Fenton of Safety One. Welcome, Ty. Hey, Kurt. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Tell me, how did you become involved with Safety One? Well, it's an interesting story, actually. I came to Safety One a handful of years ago. I actually was brought on to open our pro shop, which we're currently rebranding as S1 Supply. Basically, Safety One had a long-standing history of providing world-class training to the utility and telecommunications markets. For one reason or another, uh, we decided at that point in time, it made sense to bring on an equipment line. So we worked with uh, several of the leading equipment providers in the country. I came along to Safety One with the sole intention of developing S1 Supply. And basically, at that point in time, we decided it made sense to partner with some of the premier equipment manufacturers in the industry. And so I came on to establish those relationships, meet with the vendors, and then get them started. Several years ago, um, my role evolved, and now I'm, I'm the general manager here. And uh, we're off and rolling with a full equipment package. And we offer all kinds of training, as you mentioned, for uh, tracked utility vehicles. And we also do some training for uh, all-terrain vehicles, or ATVs, as they're commonly known. Although in the industrial setting, we refer to them more as all-terrain vehicles or utility task vehicles. You know, that, that sounds really good. And we've got lone workers out there in winter conditions, remote areas with no cell phone service. So can you give us some tips if you are out in winter? And the, as you mentioned, you know, these, these vehicles and this equipment is, is, is built great. But, you know, even some unexpected things, like I spent some time on your website mm -hmm. and watching your videos, a fallen tree in the way so these these vehicles can get hung up so if that happens and you're a utility worker what are what are some things you can do to 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 really help survive out in these winter conditions sure yeah i mean naturally the best course of action is to go out with a partner or a buddy uh, if that's not an option then we recommend planning in advance so that folks know what work you'll be doing where you will be and what time you're expected to return and then as you are prepared for travel in, in backcountry, make sure you have equipment to uh, get yourself unstuck. Generally, that uh, would include maybe a survival kit or perhaps the tools to get your vehicle unstuck or dug out of a hole if it happens to fall into one. You know, we do hear fairly consistent stories of um, trees falling across the path, which then make it untravelable. Folks try and go around that particular path and then end up stuck. And then they spend several hours trying to get themselves unstuck. And uh, it doesn't take much for those situations to go from bad to worse, especially as night falls. So really the best, uh, best advice is to travel in pairs or groups to the extent you can. If that's not an option, then pre-planning is your best course of action. Do you have any tips for our listeners if you get into a situation where you think hypothermia is, is a factor? Yeah, so ultimately hypothermia is the lowering of the body's core temperature. Ultimately, it can lead to death if it's not properly treated. 
It also is important to note that uh, improper recognition and treatment of hypothermia can result in backcountry deaths. You know, there's three main stages, and stage one hypothermia isn't of major concern. Pretty much anybody who's experienced uh, uncontrolled shivers and extreme cold has experienced hypothermia. For the most part, all of us have been in that situation. The easy answer to treatment is that if you feel cold, get warm in any manner that you can. The more serious hazard occurs when a person enters into stage two hypothermia, uh, and then eventually on to stage three. Bad decision-making and poor judgment may be displayed as the conditions worsens. And oftentimes coworkers need to be able to recognize those symptoms in each other uh, become, before they become more irreversible. It's oftentimes very difficult to understand uh, or interpret your own progression through hypothermia. So that's really why we recommend people travel uh, in groups. Once you get into stage three hypothermia, really uh, it becomes a, a semi-unconscious state and really the only chance of safe, safely returning from that is treatment from a medical professional. You know, really the best way to prevent hypothermia is to rely on good clothing systems, spare clothing. If you get wet, get yourself dry and uh, make sure that the folks have the proper training to stay safe out there. Now, tell me a little bit about what makes Safety One unique and, and your type of training a little bit more unique than general safety training. So our, our training is unique, uh, certainly in the industry for, one, we're very responsive and very customizable. We like to tailor our product and our training services to meet the exact needs of the individuals that we're working with. We also are the nation's leading provider for fall protection, safety and rescue training, and we combine that with vehicle operations. As I mentioned, we do a fair amount of soft tracked crawler training, otherwise known as the Piston Bully Scout, Pranoth Troopers, LMC 1800s, those types of vehicles. Um, and we can bring the training to your particular location. And and you've got some uh, quite a staff of trainers uh, on staff. I, I was on your website and looking at some of their profiles. Uh, one did rigging for rock concerts. Another one is was involved with uh, TV and films. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a, a little bit about uh, some of your trainers that you guys have on staff and why they're unique. Yeah, absolutely. We try to strike a good balance of having uh, instructors from a wide variety of backgrounds. Some folks happen to resonate better and they can speak better to certain people in different industries. We do have a a significant cache of journeyman linemen, many of them with 20 plus years of experience. Most of them uh, were former trainers and have since moved on to training in our industry as well. We also have several snowcat operators that have spent time in Antarctica. One of them even conducted the first ascent of Mount Rossman with uh, more than 30 years of experience down that way. We also look for heavy equipment operators, certified avalanche instructors, firefighters. As you mentioned, we have several rope technicians uh, with thousands of logged hours. Many of them are SPRAT level three or IRATA level three. And then we have uh, a handful of concert and event riggers as well that help out with that kind of uh, entertainment rigging and venue. You know, that sounds great. Now you guys are located in Colorado. I love Colorado. It's a great place to vacation. And um, you guys have your own training facility there, right? We do. We do. We're actually in the south, southern suburbs of Denver. And our building here in Colorado is approximately 10,000 square feet. Our indoor climbing facility is approximately 5,000 square feet with climate controlled. So in the winter, it's nice and toasty warm. In the summer, it's reasonably cool and comfortable. We've got a couple of indoor wood poles. We have several uh, freestanding cell towers inside. We also have a little miniature transmission tower with a bridge which attaches the two individual towers. We have a, a wind turbine nacelle, which is actually a brand new feature that we've just added to the facility. 
We also have a confined space, so we can do a variety of uh, confined space activities and exercises there. And then we have several rope techniques and rope courses, so we can blend all of those structures together. Now, if I'm a, a utility, let's say uh, in the snowy parts of the Grand Canyon or in the Smoky Mountains or Appalachia, will you will you send your trainers out to, to us? Do you come out to the customers as well? Absolutely. Yeah, we travel pretty regularly. You know, we host classes here in our Colorado facility several times a month. Uh, but the majority of our travel or our work is travel directly to our customers. You know, we find it's uh, very beneficial if we can bring the training to the particular client's location, because although the concepts we talk about are pretty general, when it gets down to the specifics of the terrain and the snow conditions, for example, that you might experience in the Cascades would be different than the Cope and the Smoky Mountains, which might be different than here in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You know, back to Colorado, and I hope people continue to tune in because we're going to give some travel and vacation tips, too, because I love to travel. And, uh, you know, um, tell me when you're in Colorado, what are some of your favorite things to do? Or if people are out in the Colorado, some things that they should put on their vacation list to do? Yeah, definitely. Colorado is known for our outdoor activities. Uh, Safety One, we're located just on the south side of the Denver metro area, directly adjacent to the Rocky Mountain region here. We have Red Rocks just up to the north of us, a great concert venue. Um, when things return to normal, I'm sure several people will come through and experience that. We also have the Garden of the Gods down to the south in uh, Colorado Springs. A couple of years ago, there was actually a Lyman's Rodeo hosted down there. Um, it was quite an event to see, beautiful scenery. As I recall, the temperatures were down into the single digits, so that was a rough one. Uh, aside from that, you know, we've always got skiing. There's several ski resorts that are within an hour's drive of the Denver metro area. That's a great time. Hunting, fishing, cycling, off-roading, four-wheel drives. There's, there's an endless amount of activity to be had here. Tell you, you know, I actually went down to Colorado Springs area with my family, yeah. and we checked out the Red Rocks down there, and it is beautiful. And somebody gave us a great tip. They said if you go a little bit further south, you could go down to the Royal Gorge, and oh, is that beautiful. Beautiful area down there to the south. Colorado Springs has fantastic scenery. There's some good food options there as well. It's a, it's a great place to take a vacation. Definitely. So back to your company, I wanted to ask you about your safety pro shop. Tell me a little bit about that. That's actually a great question. Let's talk a little bit about the pro shop. Um, when we started the pro shop, we partnered with several leading manufacturers, Buckingham being one of them, and then some of the other guys that provide fall protection and safety rescue equipment. Over time, as we were delivering our training program, it became very apparent that it was difficult for our students to find the specific products that we teach on. You know, we provide the best training in the industry, and when someone would walk out of our class, we basically would say, okay, good luck finding the equipment. We'll see you guys again when it comes time to uh, go through the certification or the skills demonstration process again. Then we found out um, over the course of time that that just didn't make sense. So what we did was bring those equip those vendors' product lines into our building so we could outfit folks with the specific equipment we teach on and really provide a full package for the uh, for the alignment we work with. I spent some time on YouTube watching some of your videos, and they are fascinating. I really encourage our listeners to go check those out. Uh, watching some of these all-terrain vehicles, um, which you think can go anywhere, but watching them go up uh, a steep bank of snow and, and get hung up, and I watched some of your trainers kind of guide them the proper way to maneuver so they don't get hung up. Um, you guys really did some great video on the outdoors. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, the, that's part of the everyday life that our instructors and our students live. And so it's great to be able to capture those videos and then post them on uh, video platforms like YouTube so other folks can see exactly what takes uh, takes place out there in the wild, so to speak. Uh, I think one of the drills you're probably talking about would be a pinnacle drill in which we just pile up a very large pile of snow. And then we work on coaching folks on how to safely navigate over the pinnacle. Um, the first couple of times you go through that process can be pretty hairy. As you'd imagine, as you're climbing up, you see nothing but sky and then the snow cap or the vehicle starts to tip over and then you see nothing but snow and you really have to trust the equipment and trust your skills as you power through that. Yeah, definitely some some important visuals. So let's say you are out in a bucket truck in a remote area in the snow or you're in these all-terrain vehicles and the worst the worst happens, you are stranded, you, you're not able to communicate with your office. I think I saw a video where you actually can make the interior of your cabin to like a shelter or a tent while you're wait, waiting to get rescued. Absolutely. Again, it all comes down to being prepared and making sure you have the proper training and the proper equipment for those situations. We actually go into fairly good detail in both of our vehicle classes on exactly how to retrofit a, the, the cab of a vehicle to survive a cold winter or a cold evening on your own. And you guys are a lot more than vehicle training too. I also noticed a lot of tower climbing and, and, a, and a lot of climbing too. Absolutely. You know, we like to think we provide you with the training to commute to work. We don't necessarily teach individuals how to get the job done once they get there, but we're happy to teach folks how to operate the vehicles that are required to get there. We're also happy to teach people how to climb cell towers, wind turbines, wood poles, uh, transmission distribution structures, and even some substation fall protection as well. Ty, I always like to get a good either celebrity encounter or wildlife encounter. I know our utility workers are out there working in the elements and they come across some things like that. You're out there in Colorado or out in remote areas. Have you ever come across uh, any wildlife encounters? Oh man, probably too many to list really. Um, you know, there's one that does kind of stick in my mind. It was probably about uh, mid to late summer, uh, 2020. And uh, I was away from the office for one reason or another and I got a phone call from one of our staff here we happened to have a large class in the building that particular day, and um, I got a call that there was a bear roaming around in our parking lot. And later I got a couple photos of it as well. As it turns out, it was a fairly harmless and apparently a juvenile black bear that had made its way down from the mountains and was just rummaging around in the dumpster around the building. So uh, at the end of the day, it was a pretty exciting experience for those who were here. They got to capture a couple photos and they went away with a good story to tell. About uh, a week and a half later, I was out uh, in the mountains again, just west of the, of the office here and getting some work done, came around the corner of a trail and uh, there I was standing face to face with, again, another black bear. Um, as it turns out, he, well, as black bears tend to be, was pretty shy, saw me and uh, ran off over the hill. But, you know, like we teach, um, I was unfortunately out there by myself and probably four or five miles away from any sort of help at all. And I uh, had, a, had a little panic moment where, yeah, I just came around the corner in the middle of absolute nowhere, stumbled across the bear. But fortunately, he was more scared of me than I was of him. He ran away and, uh, you know, away we go. But it's an interesting experience for sure. And I, I've often wondered if maybe that was the same bear just you know, 15 or 20 miles outside the shop here. Ty, you've given us some really great uh, winter tips. Um, I just want to kind of start to wrap things up uh, with maybe three of your top takeaway points from safety one that uh, we should think about? 
Yeah, really, there are three three main takeaways. First one is uh, make sure the folks have the proper training and understand the situations they're about to be exposed to. Number two, make sure that these folks have a proper equipment, good quality clothing, and spare clothes. And then three, uh, to the extent that you can, travel in groups. If you can't travel in groups, make sure that there's been clear communication with those back at the home office so they know when to expect you, when to inspect the call from you, and then they know what to do if you don't happen to reach your destination when you're supposed to. You know, I just want to take a minute to thank Safety One for being a longtime advertiser sponsor with uh, Incident Prevention. And uh, also, Ty, I want to give you an opportunity to let our listeners out there know how that they can reach out to you and find out more about Safety One. Yeah, absolutely. Best way to get in touch with us is through our website. It's safetyoneinc.com, all spelled out, S-A-F-E-T-Y-O-N-E-I-N-C.com. Or shoot us an email at info at safetyoneinc.com. If either of those don't work, give us a call. Our phone number here is 1-800-485-7669. And we're happy to help with any of your custom training needs. And keep an eye out there for the black bears. (laughs) Definitely watch out for the black bears. They're all over the place. (laughs) You know, I'm going to wrap up now. I want to thank all of our utility friends out there for tuning in with us. Continue to tune in with us and follow us as we bring you new and innovative products and experts out there. And then also, I want to thank our guest, Ty Fenton of Safety One, and also our director, Curtis. You can always email or give us feedback at kmorland, K-M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D, at utilitybusinessmedia.com. Those are all three words, all singular together. kmorland at utilitybusinessmedia.com. And I want to just encourage everybody to keep rolling safe out there. Thank you, Kurt. Stay safe. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, go to our website at incident-prevention.com slash podcasts to get more or search incident prevention wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe.